Hola, hombres y mujeres. Bienvenidos a Nick's Nonfiction. I'm Nick Muniz. This could be the best episode yet. Today on the show, John Allegro with the Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. I'm going to lay off the soundboard because we're dropping bombs all day. This is a certified deep dive. Many men would die for a glimpse of heaven. Holy crap, Donald Trump. Is Donald Trump dead? I don't pay attention to that anymore. Quote, Our concern is to show that Judaism and Christianity are such cultic expressions of this endless pursuit by man to discover instant power and knowledge. <laughs> You're talking to the right guy. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah, I, I am not smart. But I do have a lot of knowledge from reading. I just crammed stuff into my crappy brain. This is something I came up with. The pagans are always chasing the luminary. Christ, the Father, the Son. Even fucking scientists put the Son at the top of the food chain. It's basically John Allegro's theory for the book today. All of these religions, when you start reading it, <laughs> same fucking story. It's all about the Son. Quote, the vital forces of nature are controlled by an extraterrestrial intelligence. These religions are illogical developments from the older, cruder fertility cult. He writes like he knows, which is kind of annoying. And I, I say every five sentences that I don't know, but you have to act like you do to be interesting. <laughs> Seriously, we'll get to the mushrooms. But did you know? The oldest society we're allowed to discuss, Egypt, they praised Ra, the sun god. Israel. In Hebrew, El is God. Israel. You want me to go full Asperger's Defcon on the Jews today? Shout out Kanye. Like before you write off Allegro's theories, just know he's done a lot of research. They called him in to try to decipher the Dead Sea Scrolls. That thing is written in tongues. John was one of the best biblical interpreters around, and then he died prematurely. Hillary Clinton. Back in the day, if the sacred mushroom grew in your farm, the community thought you were chosen by God. You know, I allegedly grow these things. Even if the atmospheric conditions are premium, sometimes you don't yield. So you could believe in whatever you want, weather or fucking Zeus today. I don't care. Just presenting some dope books. The farmers, they would copulate in their field to try to court some rain. That's what I'd call a rain dance. <laughs> At the end of the day, whatever information feels right to you. Here's one more philological quote. Our way into the mind of ancient man can only be thought of through writings. This province of knowledge, the science of words, only this can be with any real assurance begin the mind and the thoughts of God. Be right back with the show. About the author, John Allegro. February 23rd, he was born, died February of 1988. English teacher, archaeologist, Dead Sea Scroll scholar. 1939, joined the Royal Navy, served in World War II. He joined the Method Ministry. He was like a chaplain. This guy didn't see any action. Foodie! 1953, he was asked to go to Jerusalem. Yeah, he's been traveling. He's been talking about mushrooms. It's going to be awesome today. I'm going to share my trips. What do you call an abusive mushroom? A shit talkie. What do mushrooms eat in the morning? The breakfast of champions. 
If you're apprehensive about today's show, don't worry. There's a moral. Mushroom jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, John Allegro's The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, the YouTubers. Seriously happy that you're here. Do I have any memes that I could cut away to? That's the only way I know how to show people love. Chapter 1, In the Beginning. Beginning, sorry. He spazzes out for a few pages on how the word king comes from the root reg. Ayo, we was kings. Reg. In the Latin root, it means to control. I'm going to go regicide on some regional managers. Why is he spending the first couple pages saying, Wake up, sheeple. Regicide. They're controlling you. Regional. Quote. For, of course, the meaning of words can change. You know, like a vaccination. <laughs> the more often they are used, the wider becomes their reference. Today, with faster and easier means of communication, it is becoming increasingly difficult to maintain control over the meaning of words. And this at a time when the need for understanding each other is most crucial. In antiquity... I almost coughed. People and ideas did not move quite so fast. Travel was not easy, but communication was. How did Marco Polo talk to Chinese people without Duolingo? <laughs> All of this to say that language is used to control your mind, man. It is. Just beware of new definitions. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> that was what George Orwell's book was about. Now let's apply his reasoning to Christianity. Someone's got to go over the entire Bible. That's basically what he does. Rule means to control, guide, excise influence over. He loses you a million times here. Like I said, this is the book that made Joe Rogan quit reading. I'll bounce back to that bit. <laughs> I just want to go schizo on it and sound like him. The Stone Ape Theory suggests human development. It came through by mushrooms. That's what all these guys are talking about. Your syntax gets better. The Vulcan of voluptuous vocabulary. Uh, yeah, that's that whole stoned ape theory, though, for real. They think the apes ingested that stuff and it made them smart. Just another fucking theory for people that are obsessed with mushrooms. Quote, Even though day-to-day -day words most develop their meanings to according with social conditions... And the invention of new crafts, communication with God, required a precise, unchanging liturgy. This is kind of that quote from the beginning. <laughs> like, the first rock star was the priest because he could interpret the tongue-speaking <laughs> Latin. And, like, this is sacrilegious if you misread the book. Like, Jesus said to pray in private. You're not supposed to go to organized religion. But whatever. <laughs> This book is straight up liturgy at some points. I don't know. I've been doing shaman work for the past four years, so that's an education. Before priests, the comedians were the shamans, the people who hopefully didn't step on the truth, use it to tell vagina jokes. I'm talking about you, Amy Schumer. Like, you went and took the mushrooms and told everyone the message. And I'm not spilling my guts about all my trips yet. Probably because I'll sound insane. <laughs> Bro, I'm in the fucking primordial void fending off demons. Every couple weeks. <laughs> like, legit ethereal monsters. You're not going to get the light without the dark. He's probably going to say all this better than I just rambled. 
on one of the problems facing the student of the Old Testament of Hebrews, quote, it is the probability that the classical tongue of the Bible does not accurately represent the spoken language of the ancient Israelites. Still going on about how not all the words make sense. Like There are some ancient texts that are only written in vowels. <laughs> Screeching. Ting, ting, walla, walla, bing, bang. This was a 20-chapter book, people. <laughs> I fucking, my brain is on hard mode. I can deduce what all of the root words, if you want me to, for the whole show. I'm just going to try to give you the feeling of what this was. Longer quote. What I had discovered is that by going far enough back in time, it is possible to find a linguistic bridge between ethnic and cultural groups. However far apart their respective languages and philosophies may become, they stem from a common source. The Tower of Babel, man. Like, we look different, we're all the same. Back to Marco Polo, I want to know how this guy found China. Why didn't he just look in the kitchen cabinet? <laughs> Spends a chapter talking about Sumer. The jotting pad kind of tablet recording some passing transaction or the like was simply hardened by being baked in the sun. Imagine having to bake your homework in the sun. <laughs> it didn't dry in time, teacher. I feel like if you learn to read Aramaic like this guy did, that seriously you will be swarmed by dark matter. It's a dead language. You're going to start speaking tongues in your sleep. Your girl sits on your face. Oh! Maybe it's a perk. And on second thought, I think if I could learn any language, it would be talking to dead people. Psych! I'm putting the sign of the cross on me right now. Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude, there's this one guy that comes into the liquor store. When he's buying lottery tickets, he beeps his car horn six times, buys a drink that's six whatever, and then a ticket that's six dollars. Either he's a demon, or this shit, like, I'm not getting into the gematria or the root words of it, because seriously, these people get lost. And, like, in the book, he had figure 2.7 here, it was the L.A. Dodgers sign. <laughs> like we're just reusing old symbols. I'm going to start walking around with a swastika tea. <laughs> Sell it on the merch tab. Anyway. Furthermore, phonetic rules governing constant vowel changes from one language into another have been established. Like this is how he hacked to the language. Follow the vowels. Como se dice hola. I just got, there's this one Mexican lady. She calls me Superman. In the store. Bro, I'm broad right now. I don't know. I just got erect thinking about my hot Spanish teacher telling me to conjugate. <laughs> it's all about the vowels. What are the verbs saying? I should start either a language thing or I'm already designing a training app because we're going to get fucking big. Making some huge points here. We're still in chapter one. He says the Greeks were like the smarty pants of phonetic language. They got caught up. And unified a lot of it first. Okay. Very good story. Uh, like maybe you do believe in a pantheon of gods. I'm trying to I'm not trying to shit on your gods here. <laughs> but in your early psychedelic voyages, you're probably gonna come across a couple tricksters, a couple goddesses of love. When you have a final breakthrough, you're gonna see, you know, it is a single source. So everything is both dual and non dual. Like, I hate to be a fence-sitter, dual, non-dual. You see all the gods, and then you see it's one god. It's yin and yang, okay? 
We need balance. It's not all about the the pursuit man. <laughs> Going poetic here. Quote, Jesus stood later in time, therefore the revelation was more advanced than that of the Jewish Greek and any Roman prophets. He's going, Jesus learned from Socrates. <laughs> that motherfucker died in 300 BC. Could have been. Look, he has some bigger claims here too. It's a pretty fun read. Like, don't go halfway on history. If you're not going to start, don't, <laughs> what did they say? It's better not even to start. Like, <clears throat> I'm making this point because it's the same exact thing with mushroom psychedelics. I had a bad trip. That's the point. What did you learn? It's like, this is for ultra marathon type of people. And I'm not considering myself that. I'm not trying to take God doses every week or whatever the fuck. It's uh, uh, not the type of fun most people like. Like, <laughs> I'm saying the hippies in Boulder are kind of pussies. They're not even tripping out here. <laughs> and yeah, some people's mind can't handle it. I'm not saying we dose the water supply. All satire. It's fun to make fun of hippies. It's better not to start than to go halfway. This is a meta, like in any domain. It's fucking ended on Kanye because I already bombed my credibility off the jump with DefCon Jew. Kanye like goes temporarily insane on podcasts and it's hilarious. <laughs> the three hours of Joe Rogan, Iyama rants our symphony. Nah, you're bewitched by the Kardashians. Those whores are magic. <laughs> I'm defending Kanye here because I like to make those jokes. I just pushed my imaginary glasses up. I don't know. His tool is the music. My point is they platform the guy because he might be a half-wit. <laughs> and maybe John Allegro was taken from us because he had the forbidden information and he had the linguistic tools. Some George Carlin-level shit. Chapter 2, Come Again. No, George Carlin is not my god. John starts this one biblical, John 1-1. One, one. And was God, and was in the beginning with God, through whom all things were made, and without him was not anything made that was made. The main story for the chapter was how the Romans were the first to say, laws were a gift from God. <laughs> so like one of the themes I'm trying to bridge here is, storytelling is sacred, bro. You could really be evil with that. And the Romans are like, yo, God told us we, we should start taxing you. Jesus is out here going, <laughs> what? The money's going to say, in God we trust one day. What? It's a fucking all-seeing eye on your dollars. <laughs> I trade all my ones into pennies to get away from that. Yeah, the Romans were the first to intertwine God and country. That's why we came to America, to separate church and state. But again, our money says in God we trust. It's all fucking a mosaic. <laughs> Everything has its opposite, and they're all entangled. Like, let's get into some stories, bro. I've felt some boot-quaking, unspeakable terrors in hyperspace. I'm fucking massaging my shoulders right now. For every time there's a beautiful light show, you know who is behind this. There is an end bro. I'm not just paranoid. Ask any true fucking voyager... 
there's equal amounts of bad as good. <laughs> I'm shaking right now. Like, I think I've told you about some of these. Like, I've fought in a Hydra. Something with multiple heads. This is, it just makes you sound crazy. Cosmic yin and yang, bro. <laughs> Big quote. More than any other heavenly body. It was the sun which commanded most respect as the embodiment of God. He's getting more into that big thesis. It was the creator, the fecundator of earth. The ancients saw the growing orb as the tip of the divine penis, rising to white heat as it approached its, <laughs> as it approached its zenith, then turning into deep red. It plunged into the earthly vagina. Let's go! He's interpreting the Bible as a setting sun coming on the earth. Mother Earth. Yeah, bro, this very ancient regard for the sanctity of semen lies at the core of the fertility idea, the ultimate cultic justification of the Roman Catholic strictures of birth control. You can see I don't have to explain something kind of pertinent. Bill Gates trying to block out the sun. He's trying to put a condom over the sky penis. <laughs> and the, according to this theory, what? We all live inside of a big sloppy vagina? Great. Globe tards get real. Every The earth is a vagina. I figured it out. <laughs> Quote, The whole fertility philosophy on which the various cults of the ancient Near East centered were many turned the you culture. God expressed his seed from the heavens as a mighty penis ejaculating sperm at orgasm. Uh! It entered the womb of Mother Earth through the labia, the furrows of the land, sorry, and formed a great reservoir of potency in the heart of the world. <laughs> God is dropping loads in inner earth. There, too, was thought to be the source of all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> like every culture knows something is up at the North Pole. This guy's going, yeah, God actually fucking puts his penis in Agartha. <laughs> it followed that those p plants which were able to tap this power to a greater degree than others, the sources of hallucinatory drugs, could impart to those who imbued their juice the knowledge of the gods. It's a sick book if you want to read it. It's pretty hard, though. He's going into juice and now how juice is poison. is straight up sugar. But they used to call juice the knowledge of the gods. They would piss into each other's mouths. That's the thing with Amanita muscaria. The real friendly looking mushroom I put on the cover of the show. The Super Mario one. You have to distill it through piss. That's what the shamans would do. So, you know, <laughs> we can look at the show as me pissing in your mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to help. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's doing this whole thing on juice. Give me the juice, baby. Knowledge of the gods. These things make you smarter. I don't know how else to tell it to you, but be careful. Of course, I'll make those points again. <laughs> but every culture called mushrooms juice. He's doing his fucking verbiage here. It's the juice. <laughs> All of modern language is upside down. Fucking good juice, bad juice. Quote, Man's first experiments in the use of plants as drugs must have been extremely hazardous. <laughs> Doubtless, he watched the effects of the other animals. Yeah, bro, I saw... I think it was a deer tripping. 
but there was a gigantic patch of amanitas. I didn't get close because, you know, those things are dangerous horns. Like I'm saying with the amanita but from before, don't eat those because it's uh, some other type of trip and metabolizes in your stomach different. Got to be real careful. Quote, it was vital for the doctor prophet to know the names of the diseases or demons he was trying to counteract. So I probably should have known oh, the chemicals in your gut. I'm sorry, I'm not Hamilton Morris. It was just as important to be able to call upon the opposite numbers, the powers of heating contained in the drugs. Healing. And good thing I didn't say that correctly because YouTube would have hit me for ballistic <laughs> health. The theme of the chapter is light and dark here. For every plant that could kill you, there's a plant that could cure you in the Amazon. Quote, Since all life derives from the divine seed, it follows that the most powerful healing drug would be the pure, unadulterated semen of the gods. Yeah, I'm out here fucking chugging semen, apparently. I don't do that much. Again, <laughs> the Greek fertility god Dionysus, whose cult members was the erect phallus, was also a god of healing, and his name, when broken down into original pots, Ionishush, is almost identical with that of Jesus. Ayishush. It's a kind of a stretch, John. <laughs> Guy did the research. I'm not believing him. But that's what fucking Jim Morrison was trying to get across. Ride the snake. I'm a Dionysian phallic praising homo. <laughs> Sorry, last quote of the chapter for all the Jim Morrison fans. It is becoming clear that many of the classical and biblical stories are based on pieces of vegetation and in particular on the sacred mushroom. Perhaps all plant mythology began this way. In course in time, the instructive element was lost and the parable is told and retold without its exegetical commentary. That's what I'm here for. Pissing in your mouth and exegetical commentary. <laughs> Chapter 3. Toadstools and Serpents. <laughs> Trust me, I'm the toadstool. I'm not the serpent. Quote, It followed from the reasoning of the ancient philosopher outlined earlier. <laughs> Figure 9.6. <laughs> if you knew the names of the demonic plants like the sacred mushroom, you could control them to some extent. It might be possible to make them grow where and when you want it, having found them. And again, this is when a lot of the piss starts. Again, you can make the bad good. The shaman gets the bad trip off the Amanita, but then he gets to give all of his drink to everybody else. <laughs> so weird, but accurate. And then, um, again, I don't fucking think of myself as a shaman. I am retarded! And uh, what was the second part of that quote? Unimportant. If you try sometimes... You find Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. That was a quote I just put into the song. It's pretty out of context, but I thought it was funny. Jews demand signs while Greeks seek wisdom. Numbers 21.9. Mushrooms and serpents are closely related in folklore. And in this case, we are reminded of the Old Testament passage about Moses, brazen serpent on which Jesus models himself that anyone bitten by a snake might look on it and live. This guy's like doing numerology with words. God equals three, son equals two, my son is five, therefore I can have sex with him. <laughs> you have to read the book to see how much you buy into the theory. Pretty well structured. Quote was sick. Like, I'm telling you, if you in encounter a serpent, 
in the astral plane, you gotta fucking look that bitch in the eyes. Like, there's equally amount of good on you. I told you, I shouted I am love at this thing and it exploded. It's so gay. But it worked. There's so much love out there, bro. I don't know how it works, but it did. Like, look this thing in the eyes. Even if it doesn't have eyes, <laughs> you know where it is. Bro, I got swallowed by this, like, Medusa-looking thing once. The best I can compare it to is Hercules, when he fights that multi-headed wraith, whatever it fucking was. Yeah, it was inside of it, and, like, I <laughs> vegetted out, and you could fucking break that shit with your light energy. I know, I'm crazy. <laughs> Bro, wait till you die, I guess. Quote. The Hebrew word for, and yes, I'm not really thinking this, the afterlife, I'm just hallucinating off of poison fungi. Quote, the Hebrew word for smooth, slimy, derives from a Sumerian phrase meaning semen, running to waste. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. And figures in a number of biblical allusions to the mushroom. Eureka! Thus, as human semen was a cure for scorpion stings, spittle was a repellent to snakes and an antidote to snake venom. Antivote. I'm giving you value here. You can spit on a snake bite, <laughs> but I like the first part. Semen is a cure to scorpion stains? All right. So I go to the pet store. I buy a scorpion. I put it in my roommate's room, let it sting him on the forehead, and then he, he wakes up. I'm tossing one off onto his forehead. And he goes, what are you doing? I'm curing your snake bite. <laughs> it was a scorpion bite, but you didn't even remember. Like, uh, <laughs> if you get stung on a jellyfish, you got to pee. The cum was funnier. Quote, Jesus is pictured making a clay polycticule to lay over the eyes of the man born blind. John 9.6, mixing his spittle with dust, saliva used each morning as an eye ointment cured ophthalmia. Like, we read in that Western book, not the fake one. I think it was the Mark Twain one, maybe. Some of that might be doctored. This chick mixed her spit with leaves and cured a blind guy. <laughs> so, like, I don't know who's going to try it. We're back to the tribal days because fucking science isn't doing anything. I'm eating the wild mushrooms out here. Someone else has to take spit in the eye. <laughs> Quote, He's going into Homer, King Miletus. He went to this king's house for dinner. Homer describes this wine further. Whoso should drink down when mingled in the bowl would not in the course of the day let a tear fall down over his cheeks. He's like drinking ancient ecstasy with King MDMA. Whatever the fuck his name was. He's on the happy sauce. <laughs> like I'm saying, mushrooms aren't your fucking antidepressant. You will encounter Death, motherfucker. Like, I don't know. Life isn't supposed to be happy if that's what you're looking for. I'm trying to make a fool of myself. It should help. But, bro, do some ancient MDMA. <laughs> Can't do it all the time. Drugs are for adults. Quote, their resinous origin leave little doubt that this Amanita muscaria there had been involved. Like, I took the beats that give you the story part. He proves it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Here's this funny. If a serpent has been near the mushroom, or should a serpent have breathed on it, its kinship to poison makes it capable of absorbing the venom. It should be known that eating a mushroom near a serpent will force one to hibernate. <laughs> oh, shit. 
you'll die. He's starting to go deep on the mushroom and the serpent. That was the whole chapter. Good and bad, bro. Like, and yeah, practical tips. Come on your scorpion bites. And if you see a snake, do not trust anything in that area. Like some spiritual bullshit I've been thinking. Some areas in nature are just covered in mosquitoes and creepy shit. Mushroom and the serpent. Seriously, there are parts of nature that you should not fuck around with. I know, the deeper you go, the crazier you sound. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, like areas with rattlesnakes are creeping me out a little bit. Quote, the prime example of the relationship between the serpent and the mushroom is, of course, in the Garden of Eden. Story of the Old Testament. We know. You lose your sense of innocence when you eat the mushroom. Man, I'm fucking jaded, bro. (laughs) And, like, the evil thing isn't the apple. It's the deal she made with the snake. So the example I'm trying to draw it to is the opening clip. Fucking the serpent taking over Boogaloo or the Jungle Book, whatever. Modernizing it. If you take mushrooms and you watch Rick and Morty, bro, you're asking to become less self-aware. These things are sacred. Seriously, put the blindfold on. Get to know yourself. Everything has a catch. Like I'm telling you, no wonder you're going to see. What I desire is man's red fire to make my dreams come true. All you animals stuck in the natty state, rise with me. Got to grab some energy to end the chapter. These dark entities will continue to drain our vril. Let's fucking stay up, bro. Maybe it is a mushroom cult. (laughs) Chapter 4, Phallic Fungus. This is the last one. We got four today. Starts it. Eating the god made it possible to induce and to some extent control an experience with fundamental to fertile philosophy. You can control your cum better the first time. Oh my god, the first time. My Morning Jacket song. Go look it up. Bro, the first time I had sex while I was on it was some acid, I l- think my soul left through the tip of my penis. <laughs> Comes back. Well, he's saying it gives you control. <laughs> Perhaps as the pace of life increases, we shall one day have to insist on all human beings reappropriating the sabbatical year principally of the fertile philosophy, applying it to like the Hebrew Jubilee, every aspect of our family, economic and social lives. We learned about Jubilee, the Amish do it. Every hundred years, they put the money back in the Monopoly box. They go, let's start over. I don't know if we should fucking do that because of people work harder than others. <laughs> but maybe we should do like a mushroom Jubilee. Moving on. Genesis 6, 8, 6, 8, 69. It was a raven that was sent out from Noah's Ark to survey the flooded world. It was a dove sent out later that brought back evidence of new growth. The phoenix bird mythology is another piece of mushroom folklore. As the fetus is generated in the furnace of the uterus, so the mushroom, the ferment of the soil, a nicander, nicander, (laughs) as it created a womb within a womb, as it were. Womb within a womb. Bro, that's what these conspiracies books are. Turtles on turtles. It's all the Buddhist bullshit. Man, like, could it be this or that? It's he said, she said. I don't fucking can't. He's going into Cain and Abel. What's it called when Cain insulted his brother? Disabled. 
This is a quote. The flaky nature of white particles also contributed to the mushroom nomenclature. Was only, he's going to say it's like, come, I bet. <laughs> yeah. His theory is kind of, it kind of lines up. Like, mycelium looks like jizz. It's the biggest living thing on Earth. If you look into, like, the entire state of Oregon, is basically a mushroom. <laughs> Mycelial networks, man. Bro, let's just learn about IDing mushrooms at this point. It's not that helpful. <laughs> John Allegro, logic. Beaver is an American slang for vagina. Vagina is the holy uterus of a fungal shape. The section of the Bible reimbuing blowjobs of iron-toothed beavers. And fuck off, bro. Like, beavers and mushrooms. Uh, is he fucking with me at this point? Beaver, vagina? He mentioned that once, so I just tried to make a bit of it. This book made Joe Rogan quit reading. <laughs> you seriously don't know what's in disinformation deep in this bitch. So you've got to trust your intuition. I'm trying to get across there are serpents within the mushrooms. But maybe you could steal a little bit of fire from the gods. Some Hermes out here. It's not Hermes, but he sounds like herpes. <laughs> Fucking 200 pages later. Practical advice. Look up some shit if you're going to go out there. Chaga, you could get off tree stumps. Morels go for $150 an ounce. This is free food. And in case you eat some toxins, he says the antidote to any poison will be found in an object or drug most nearly resembling the baneful source. That's the funniest fungi meme out there. There's two pictures of the same exact mushroom. Number one is lion's mane. Number two is stupid idiot fool's lion's mane. Only dummies would eat this. <laughs> it's the exact same mushroom. <laughs> and he's going, that'll be the cure. The sacred mushroom then was a being of two worlds, heavenly and terrestrial. Its affinities in the heavens lay with the stars. And in a special sense, it is the child of Venus, the morning of an evening star. He keeps ramping up the poetry closer to the end. But he was kind of right. <laughs> I like... I don't know, I feel like I shouldn't be sharing it sometimes. Like, Jesus is like, keep that shit to yourself. Seriously, this is an affinity between you and whatever your God is. I'm trying to say this to you to get you just at least think outside your comfort zone. Quote, The significance of its heavenly origin appears in those stories about the mushroom, which portray the hero's quelling storms, theologically, in imparting the warships and knowledge of heavenly things, normally beyond the reach of mere mortals. <laughs> like I don't again, I don't know if I meant to say this the whole time, but literally, you're gonna fight demons, and if that's not what you're into, you like to just chill microdose. Like this book is the mushroom cult bible. That's why it's Toe Rogan's favorite. I'm going with my boy Pythagoras here. This guy knew a lot about triangles. He goes, above all things, reverence yourself. We're going to sit here and worship a fungus? Bitch, worship yourself. Oh, Nick, that's selfish. In bettering yourself, you make your fucking family rich. Like, that's the only thing that matters to anyone on Earth that ever fucking lived. Better yourself. What are you, praise a mushroom, dude? Fuck that. <laughs> Use it to better yourself. I think that's my ultimate thesis, bro. This is all fucking, let's get better. Andrew Jackson quote, One man with courage makes a majority. Worship yourself. Ooh. 
fucking selfish. I don't care about any of your definitions. The DSM was invented 10 years ago when we learned that shit. It's words, man. New definitions. How they control you. Disobey laws. Who said that? Breaking laws is the first sign of consciousness. Isaac Asimov said that, not me. <laughs> Quote, They say the whole universe that was Neville Goddard. Fucking fact check me, Twitter. They say the whole universe as a monster mushroom, the earth as the lower cup of the vulva, the heavens stretched above as grow phallus. Like Allegro's going off his rocker. There's probably a medium somewhere in there. But I said to go all the way some point at this show, so let's just believe him. Final quotes. Unfortunately, when the writing becomes the central fount of authority for another religion, the DSM, or a wayward development of the old, there is a temptation to make sense of the inherited scriptures at all points and at any costs. Uh. I included that. He's saying, I know what I'm doing here. I'm trying to make the connections. That's literally what any priest is doing to make you a dank-ass sermon. I'm like, change the words in your head. I don't know. <laughs> There's different ways to learn. At work, I'm, I tell people, have a nice day. In my head, have a nice day means I hope you explode. <laughs> Should end it there. We're giving Allegro another breath. If some aspects of the Christian ethic still seem worthwhile today, does it add to their authority? That they promigulated 2,000 years ago by by worshippers of a mushroom? He's just fucking stabbing Jesus in the side a couple times before he bounces. Cool. <laughs> we started with Socrates. I'll end it with Socrates because I liked that positivity before. I cannot teach anyone anything. I can only make them think. Out of the way, Allegro, the authoritarian of mushrooms. <laughs> like, Read this book or don't. No matter what. Think for yourself. There it is. This was a good outro. I don't know if we're going to reuse it next year. We can't. We got to keep it fresh. Hope you guys like the intros. We're moving along to next week. Diciembre. <laughs> we have got coming up in seven short days. The Diary of Anne. Frank, 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 Frank. We out here reading the classics. I'm probably going to be insensitive with this one. DEFCON, as I said. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going into the thing blind, so we're getting a fe fresh recount of the full story here. Seriously, don't miss it. Anne Frank on Nick's Nonfiction. Let's fucking go. The listeners, I love you guys. Harry Schwant, if you want a couple free memes on Instagram. Let's get the random soundboard effect to end the show. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. It's about balls. It's about penis. Let's fucking go, boys. Ah, finish the year as strong as we're going to start the next one. We're losing followers. I don't give a fuck. Let's go, people. Learn, laugh. See you next week. Nick Muniz signing off. Peace.